Hey guys, James Rest here from Marketing Secrets for Electricians and today we've got a guest speaker, Chris Hunter from Service Titan and he's going to share with us his experience from running a business and also how Service Titan might help you run your electrical business that much better. So, here's what I hear a lot. How do normal electricians like us, who are properly trained and licensed, who are not willing to cheat and take shortcuts, and who are wanting to own a successful electrical business? How do we compete against the big guys who own the market share or the guys that charge peanuts for an electrical job? On top of that, we want to employ the best electricians so we can get off the tools and have plenty of time for other areas of life. That's the question. Join me and follow along as we search for the answers. My name is James Rest and welcome to Marketing Secrets for Electricians. Hi guys, James Rest here from Marketing Secrets for Electricians and today I'm here with Chris. Chris, how are you going? Doing well, James. Thanks for thanks for having me on. I'm excited to, to get to visit with you. Yeah, for sure. So you're from a quite a uh, large service-based company right now yes yes yeah, so I'm, I'm with service titan we've uh we've got a over a thousand employees over 4500 contractors that we serve so pretty large uh, and before that i had my own air conditioning plumbing and electrical service business in the big town of ardmore oklahoma which is a population about twenty-five thousand people okay cool <laughs> and um, so you've been in the in this kind of area of service businesses type of thing for I know quite a few years then. Yeah, man, it's been my life, uh, really and truly. I, I started off like many people do as a technician, and I went to trade school back whenever I was even in high school, and was able to get out and go to work for a, a really good company, uh, a local utility. And they invested heavily in the technical side of my training. So then I made that jump from technician over into the service world. I had, you know, as Michael Gerber with E-Myth, he calls it the, the entrepreneurial seizure. So I, I had it and that's where it all got started. No, that, that's like I've read that book like years ago now, but it's still it's, it's like the book I wanted to read before I got started my own business. So I was like, that's a good base to to learn off and it's quite quite powerful but um again it's like we start off in the trade and when you're on the trade running a business it's a completely different ball game um so for those that don't know what is service titan like what do they do just before we dive into a few questions here yeah no great great question so service titan really it is the the operating system for the trades. Um, it is the complete end-to-end -end platform. We, we take everything uh, really to the next level from, we start with the, the incoming call by being able to track all the marketing sources, being able to record the calls, um, all the way through the dispatching process, then on to the, the mobile side where the technicians leverage this in the field. It's a sales tool. Um, and then even back to the office and in, in closing the jobs out and doing the follow-up. So really it's start to finish a complete system for running your, your service business. Make life easy. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Stream, streamline things so you can concentrate on serving customers instead of and providing really an awesome experience instead of doing all this manual data entry and paperwork and all that stuff we hate anyway, right? So you can focus on making money basically instead of doing the stuff that needs to be yeah. done. Yeah. And there's a novel thought. How about that? Actually focus on being profitable instead of <laughs> just busy work, right? No one wants to do that. Yeah, like um the 80-20 rule, yeah. Like you know, eighty percent of the work won't bring you in the money that's at twenty percent or the other way around, whichever way. Uh, I'm I'm with you. Uh, cool. So starting off, why do you do what you do? Great question. Great question. So first, why I'm here at Service Titan, and it's pretty simple. I, I'm here to make a difference. You know, the, the trades have been so good to me, my family, even my community. And I, I've just seen what can happen if, if, if somebody starts in a trade and invests in themselves and, and really tries to perfect the craft, and then learns from others on how to grow this business, man, it can change your life and, and change many lives. Yeah. And I was very blessed to be able to do that and grow a company and then be able to have a successful exit. So now I'm here with Service Titan because they've got such a large platform and it's really a chance for me to give back to the trades that gave so much to me uh, at scale. So that that's why I do what I do. It's truly to make a difference and to serve serve others. That's that's a uh, you know a bigger purpose than just doing the job you know so that's kind of good to see that's why I like to start with why because if there's if you have a why you can do anything you can plug why into any vehicle but if you don't have the why you kind of like stranded like why am I doing this I don't know I don't have a reason man you you nailed it so that that is the first thing that we always teach as well so when you're starting a company if you don't know why you're doing it or really the purpose behind it you're not going to become a talent magnet. You're not going to be attracting people. You're not, like when things get tough, you're not going to be able to persevere and push through because there will be tough times, like oh, no doubt. <laughs> every day, right? I mean, yeah, we, we all feel it every day. So I'm, I'm with you. Simon Sinuk, you know, has that start with why that, that resonated with me so much because I was doing that before I even knew that was a thing. But yep. then once he defined it, it was like, oh man, yes, this is it. Yeah, his, his, his um, YouTube video and his book is quite quite good, um, I agree. So next, what, or, so how, how how did you get to this point? So you've got a bit of experience. Do you wanna you know, expand on that a bit, share a bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So anybody that knows me, here's this saying that, that I have, it's, it's, it's go time, right? So it's go time. But the powerful thing about go time is it's actual, it actually has a meaning and it is exactly how I got to this point. So if we start with the G in go time, that is starting with goals. You know, why are you doing this? What do you want to accomplish? Where are we going? So that was the, the first step was determine, all right, what do I want to do? So for me in my contracting business, it was, I knew I wanted to build something that was scalable that we could eventually be able to sell. Um, that was that was the goal. Um, the O in go time is observe. And that's where you do a phenomenal job of this. This is learning from others, right? It, it, it's going out, finding people that have already done what I wanted to do in, with my goals that I set and figuring out what they did that worked and what didn't work. So that way I could eliminate the mistakes. I could just 
I can move forward without having to make all those mistakes myself. And then the T in go time is the secret weapon. It is take massive action. So a lot of contractors, they set a goal, they may go out and learn, but they don't put it to work. So for me, I simply would hear a good idea. I would learn something like from a podcast like this. And if it was proven to work, I did it. I just went and did it. It was, it was good. And, and just on that, I find, especially in today's world, it's so easy to go, okay, there's a bit of information. There's more, there's more, there's more. And before you know it, you're just like absorbing information, but you're not moving anywhere. You're just in this little loop of like information loop and you got to take action, learn something, do something. That you know, analysis paralysis, right? Yes. That's what happens. They you gather all this data and you got all these great ideas, but if you just think about it and you don't take action, it never leads to the second part of how I got here in this whole go time formula. So, mm -hmm. so after you've got goals, you've learned from others, you've taken massive action. Now the I is for inspect. This is this is about. Uh, having systems in place to inspect the results of the action that you took. So it's measuring, right? We, we, we do something, let's measure, you know, how did we do? So the M on go time is to modify the, the results of the action. So we measured it. So now what worked, what didn't, let's do more of what worked. Let's modify our plan and do less of what didn't work. Right. Uh, and, and then the E is for engagement. So engage means like what we're doing here. I, I believe Jim Rohn said, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So, so think about that for most technicians or most business owners. Who are you spending the most time engaging with? Um, for most people, it may be another, another technician or if you're a business owner, it may be your supply house. So, so if we're going to be the average of the five we're engaging with the most, let's, let's raise our bar a little bit. Let's talk to people like James Rest, right? Who, where we can, where we can uh, lift our lid and start to start to grow. And it's also staying engaged with your team and your customers. So that formula is honestly how I got here. Um, I just followed that diligently. So and on this, did you, make that formula up or did you take different pieces to do it? Did you get inspired by like some people? Great, great question. So actually I was doing this formula before I even really understood what it was, but I was doing it because I was learning from others already. I, I was blessed. I'd never worked for another retail service business since I'd worked for that utility, you know, that did air conditioning. Yep. So what I did is the first thing I did when I realized that I wanted to go into business is I started seeking out the leaders in the industry. I just thought, you know what, if I don't know anything, why not go and learn from these other people uh, first? So I did that. And, and then that's whenever the, I'd always use that word go time anyway. So just kind of, uh, you know, I just go do it. yeah. But then once we started analyzing, Hey, what did make this thing successful? That's when me and a, a couple of key mentors kind of put together the meaning of, of what go time was and made it something that could be easily con conveyed. And, and that's kind of what I like to do as well is like you, you have an idea or a concept or something and you discuss it with people and that like, you know, round, you know, I talk about it, you talk about it and we go back and forth and we come up with something better than either one of us could have done individually and helps you define a, a better result or, you know, a goal or whatever the thing may be. So 
definitely use that tactic a lot. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, there, there's power in a group, right? So, yeah. Much, much more powerful than the individual. And that's where some people, I, I think, if you're not humble enough to accept that, you don't know everything. You know, yeah. this is a, a thing that you, we all, we all, no one can know it's everything. It's impossible. There's so much information nowadays, it's insane. So, That's right. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, um, with this go time, that, that got you, like, you made that up through your company. Like, yeah. which, like, and then then you started with Service um, Titans or you, like, where did that fit in? Just trying to get yeah. it visually. Yeah, so so as I went into business, I started a heating and air conditioning business in a town, like I said, of 25,000 people. So it was a very small area. And, and I knew that, hey, if I wanted to grow to be a $10 million company, because I knew in basically that $10 million mark is kind of the magic number of when, uh, you're really attractive to, to maybe be acquired, right? Yep. So I thought, how in the world am I going to get there in a town that really only has about two and a half million dollars worth of yearly revenue potential? Yeah, it wasn't such a big area. Yeah. So back to the e-myth, back to uh, the value of systems and processes and what something that's called the people law. And the people law says, in a nutshell, that every time that you add a person into an intelligent turnkey system, you expand your reach and you can expand your reach almost indefinitely. So I heard that and I was like, all right, so here's the deal. I created uh, basically a career path for people. So I, as, as I brought people into the company, our goal was, uh, our, our, our vision was to get really good, which is systems and processes, Mm -hmm. was to develop leaders and duplicate in similar areas. So as, as I attracted team members in and they, and we learned the system, we learned the processes, we all were improving. So then I said, Hey, instead of losing that person where they may go start their own company because they, you know, good people rise to the top. Right. Um, I had that a few times, the good ones left. And yeah, <laughs> that's it. So I, and I saw that problem. So I thought, why don't, I offer these people a, a chance to go to the neighboring city, the neighboring town over that was a similar area, take all of our processes and have all the benefits of being an owner, except for we'll keep all the things that most technicians that turn uh, business owners hate, which is all the the, the marketing, the, the billing, the insurance, the taxes, the answering the calls. The we'll do all that at a central location and then just let these leaders go and engage in the community and grow their team and serve really well and we'll reward them and we'll make this a, a team. So we did that and we were able to expand to five locations. Cool. And, and then also that's what led us to get into electrical, you know, being in such a small area in HVAC, we had over a 46% market share in our small little area. So good. we were like, okay, what are, what are we going to do now? So, adding on additional trades was the natural next, next fit. So we, on that, did you find when you went to someone's house, they were asking you for an electrician? Yes. You know, and that, that was the beauty of it. They, they trusted us as their provider, mm -hmm. you know, so then they, they would ask us for all kinds of things. And, and it was kind of painful having to refer them off to other people. <laughs> right. So, but I learned this electrical. Whew, it, it is a much tougher business than I ever 
dreamed. It really, I, so I've got much respect for, for electrical companies that are very successful. Um, when we started it, it the, we instantly got customers because we already had this market share. So yeah. once we hung the shingle out and said we do electrical, we got the calls. But I realized quickly it was it's a lot different than running an HVAC company. Okay. So, and you may know better than I on this, but a, a person calls a homeowner calls an electrician maybe once every seven years, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it, it's not like the HVAC world where they're calling us like twice a year. Yeah, right? definitely not as regular. Yeah. So, so we had to, we had to think about that. Okay. If we're only going to be engaging with this customer on a, on a longer time span, how do we serve really well when we're, when we're there? Mm -hmm. So, and that, that was really where service Titan comes in as well. Service Titan, we've been a customer since 2014 in my company and they are phenomenal at taking checklist whole home inspections the the repeatable process that we wanted to do and implementing into the service call and into the sales call so for example an electrician could go to a home and all of a sudden on his tablet it's going to trigger that hey these questions have to be asked to the homeowner and we have to check all of these items in the home you know because we want to do a complete inspection not just treat the symptom we want to we want to provide the solutions for all of it and then be able to offer good, better, best and options to the homeowner. Um, not, not really even doing sales. We, we just wanted to do a really good job as a technician and offer homeowner the solution to take care of their problems that we as a good technician uncovered. So service time really fit well into that. So doing that, we were able to have some success in the electrical side, but much, much uh, much respect, buddy. It's it's not as easy as most people think. No, and that's like one thing I'm going to be working on in the future is creating that reoccurring revenue more so for electricians because like, I don't know, for example, mowing, yeah, you go once a week. So every trade's kind of got its timeline, but there's still, you, you can still put packages together and different things to kind of entice people to you know, just use your service. Uh, it, when you go to someone's house, uh, there's always something electrical they could get done not necessarily want to or need to right now but they're like maybe if you have the right deal or right offer or, or just the right person talking to them uh it might happen so you nailed it and, and that's where a system comes in so uh, a systematic approach to making sure that all the items are, are checked and then a visual display of, of the findings you know with with either the stoplight buttons you know like you do when you get your car's oil change they give you the Hey, this had a red, it was, it needed attention or this is yellow. It's, you know, that, that panel is getting a little bit older, but you know, it's still working. There is some hot spots in there that we probably need to take care of or the green, everything's good to go. And then being able to showcase that to the homeowner, to, just to make them aware. That's our duty, right? Yeah. It's your like, especially if it's like wind electrical, if something's dangerous, you, mm -hmm. you're obligated well, in Australia anyway, by law to like, say, this is a thing. And depending on how dangerous it is, you could get the power turned off. You know, if it's like if someone's life is at risk or potentially at risk you, and they won't do anything, you can call like the power authority and they can come in and, and turn off their power. So they have um, to get it fixed. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing. That, that's why I love the trades as well. So people think of the trades and being an electrician, being a heat and air guy, 
it's kind of a blue collar thing and it is, but man, what we do is so important because like you just said, we can literally save lives. We can save property. Uh, we can, you know, whenever I look at a home, I don't see the home. I see the family that's in there. You know, there's a mom, there's a dad, there's these kids and they're dependent on my skill set as a, as an electrician or a heat and air guy to help them keep comfortable and save money and be safe. You know, so I, I love thinking of it like that. And I, I wish more technicians would grasp that, that what we do is so important. And we, yeah, man, I mean, we're, what we're doing is, is needed. It's important. And, and we truly can save lives. And if, even if like, okay, if you imagine like, what would your life be now if you had no power? Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my son would be freaking out because he can't play his video game. Right. So yeah, it'd be pretty miserable. Exactly. Yeah. Life will be different. We'll almost go back to caveman style. So yeah. Uh, and even with this Corona stuff going on, like everyone's now online, Zoom, like everything's kind of burst online because you can't have that interaction and people still want it. So yeah. an electrical service is needed more so now to keep that power on so you can keep that community connected in a way. We, we at Service Titan talked to an electrician that was doing phenomenally well through this COVID uh, situation and crisis. And we asked him like, hey, What's going on? Are you an electrician looking to market your business? When I first started, I didn't have a clue. The trade school that I went to, they didn't really help. So over the years, I've managed to find a way that it works effectively, is scalable, and you can basically put it on automation once you've set up. If you're interested in implementing this in your business or discussing marketing in any fashion, come join us in the Facebook group. You can go there by going to marketingelectrician.com and clicking on the Facebook button. See you in the group.